Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back with another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Just trying my hardest to ruin our brand. We have a good brand? No, I think so. Maybe. But I want to talk about 10 ways that 10 simple steps to ruin your brand. What do you think? I There's got to be way more than 10. So 10 of them has got to be I easy. I mean, there are probably an infinite number of ways to ruin your brand. But I think we could probably start with 10 unless you want to record show after show after show after show. That's that what we do. That would probably we do record show after show after show. We really don't. No. We really don't. I might. <laughs> Maybe we do. But no, I mean, there's like a whole lot of ways you can ruin your brand. There's 10 that we th- I think really stand out. And, you know, like, I mean, what's the importance of your brand? I mean, that's kind of like your reputation, right? Maybe we should talk first about what a brand is. All right. Lay it on me. What's a brand? <laughs> I think probably the best example of this is a company like Apple. Like, yeah, really, the whole company is a brand, right? I agree. I, I mean, mean, a lot of it. You have a person. You can also have a personal brand. Like, I think that I there's a Matt DeCourcy brand, a Matt Watson yeah. brand, like anyone else's brand, and like that's also important. Um, those are those are things that can be taken into consideration. I think when it comes to like a product or a company brand, I mean that encapsulates your reputation your name your identity yeah what yeah. people think of you their perception of you you know one thing i think about recently is whatever what was the samsung phone that was like exploding in people's hands yeah and like literally i was at the airport and they're like if you have the samsung galaxy 7 it might explode and yep. kill you and everybody on this plane not okay, good gonna, not good for your brand i'm gonna give you a word and i want you to tell me what you think do it blackberry does it exist kind of a dead brand yeah isn't dead it? palm palm right so i mean these are brands yeah. that over time that Atari. used to be big yeah that are now just sort of yeah. gone and you know there might be reasons that they go bye-bye and there might be reasons that they don't and but there are definitely a lot of ways that companies and people destroy their brand i mean well and sometimes it's they don't necessarily destroy it it's everybody else does right like think of waffle house yeah. What is what is their brand identity, right? I like mean, it's like who, who or Walmart. It's like the the perception of like who shops there and who won't shop there or who eats there or doesn't eat there right. and when they do and when they don't. And like the company themselves doesn't necessarily control it anymore, right? You know, like, some, yeah, and and you know, I think some of that's going to come up as we go down this list too. Yeah. Like let's I mean, let's get into it. Let's like do it. step 1, treat your customers poorly. I mean, that'll that'll torch your brand like lickety split right? absolutely i mean there's nothing like reviews these days on right, um, right right amazon and google and or just leaving people hanging leaving people hanging in general like uh you know they always say it's uh, cheaper to keep a customer than it is to find a new one absolutely one good way to get rid of a customer is to ignore them how often you call at&t or comcast or someplace like that and you get a run around on the phone and that's so bad the you know, your, your perception of that hold brand time is, is 27 minutes. I went to cancel uh, the other day. It was like um, Sirius XM satellite. 
Mm-hmm. No, so, dude, that's bad. I would I've done cancel that. it. It's almost, it's like impossible. So I pull up the live chat. I'm like, I need to cancel. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you need to call. And I'm like, I don't have time to call. Right. Why like, have why you, isn't what there the hell bu- do you do here? Why Mr. isn't there live a button? Why isn't there a chat, button dude? that I can click to end this subscription? I had I the agree. same problem with Sirius. And, and he's like, well, have- let me get my manager. And I'm like, so you're telling me I could cancel on my life on the live chat, but yet you told me I had to call, which seems way less efficient. And really- why isn't there a button? And why isn't that illegal? Like you should, it shouldn't be this hard. And you know, they're doing that because they actually probably keep people for longer because they give up. Yeah. Well, I think that one's a pretty straightforward one. Let's go on to the next one. Well, well there's some other things with treating. All right. You all know, right, you're talking right. about replying to customers in a way that's arrogant, patronizing, or dismissive. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, how, you have a problem with that? What do R- you, what do you, RTFM. What does that mean? Read the fucking manual. Yeah. Let's add that to the acronyms 2.0. Yeah. Have you been making notes on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's long, right? Mm-hmm blatantly placing more emphasis on gaining new customers rather than keeping your existing base. Also yeah, a bad move. It's not good. Oh, this next one is, um, is I think very applicable to people that are founders or leaders of brands and a good way to mess up your own personal brand. Talking about politics, race, or religion. I think sex is in there too now. So do you have any good examples of where somebody has done this and it's totally killed their business or their career? I always think of the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Remember the Dixie Chicks yeah, were yeah, talking yeah. about President Bush? Yeah. I think. They, yeah. And now on some levels, sometimes things and that like just that killed their career. It, it did because of their because of their exact demographic. Yeah. But in some cases, that kind of move could actually endear you to another side. You know, I think about uh um like Jimmy John's guy with the like pictures of him like hunting elephants. Yes, yeah. Like not good. Not, not good. good. And then also, like I like I said, I added sex onto here. Like, how about all these like me too people? Right. You know, and just like the different things. And well, then, some of them that got cut up on the other side, like I was like TJ Miller was one of the guys. Like he got kind of hit with the me too thing. You know, he was supposedly involved in whatever. And uh TJ you remember TJ Miller? No. Yeah, he he was on uh Deadpool and he was the guy on Silicon oh, Valley. Oh, the actor. Kind of like red curly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the actor. Yeah. Like those different uh, actors and actresses and, and all those people that have got caught up in that movement, right? right? And all of a sudden, now that now that's well, different. Well, they potentially at, did something wrong. Well, right? look at Kevin Spacey. You think he's getting a movie anytime soon? He was like big on that. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and that's done. And that just because you know what? In the end, people really so, there's there's a platform for you to discuss some of these things. But anytime you talk about politics, religion, race, or sex, you have a much higher probability of leaving that conversation having offended someone than you do having endeared them. Somehow or another, Kanye West survives this with Dude, trying wow. to be best friends with Donald Trump. They got pictures of him. I don't something. understand how he sense, survives that one. <laughs> I know, I know like for real, like, <laughs> I mean, for real, that is a really good one. He's got his Make America Great hat. You know, hat on. I, they got something on and him. He's still, they have to. They he have still to. survives it. I, I, that that is actually an interesting version of that. So, you know, now this next one, um, it, you know, talking about a good way to ruin your brand is to not engage on social media. Well, a lot of people engage on social media and then they talk about the prior step, and that's where it becomes big problems. I think it's engaging with their customers however they're trying to engage with you. So for example, at Stackify, we have like an ideal portal where people can go in and they put in mm-hmm. ideas. Well, people notice when we don't reply to their ideas and we never do any of them. Yeah. And they get mad and they're like, you guys stopped innovating. 
You're not communicating. Why am I wasting my time going through these ideas? Yada, yada, yada. It's like if you open yourself up to those things, like you're better off not yeah. having social media, True. not having those things. And if you're going to have them, somebody has got to monitor them. Have you ever seen Wendy's them. social media? Yeah. That's Wendy's sweater. Yeah. Like, like they are actually pulling off the whole like, fuck you social media thing but and that's because hilarious it, it's kind of entertaining yeah. but yeah that's rare that's rare and then you know like i mean the internet is is well it's technically digital but it's it's basically written in ink and not in pencil you know these things come out and you see a lot of people like and going back to what we were just talking about about politics race religion like that stuff can come back and haunt you later badly badly think so. about oh we, we didn't talk about it a lot but think about uber and some of the scandals that they oh, got man. tied up in with uh with like sexual related stuff right like yeah. uh, sexual discrimination they, yeah, sexual harassment sexist, yeah. and all that stuff yeah that's taking a toll on the also brain also not good their ipo was shit it went for like the low end stuff yeah. and then took a little bit of a nosedive how about step four breaking promises and lying about what you're offering i mean over promise under deliver being disloyal to your paying customers and kind of force them out the door or maybe just purely being deceitful. How isn't Theranos on that list? Oh yeah. The company that did the yeah. lab, the lab work. Yeah. Yeah. The girl out in, uh, I can't remember her name, but, Oh, uh, I can't remember it either, but you know, like Theranos. It, yeah. Theranos, Theranos, yeah. But that wasn't her name. Yeah. Yeah. But they were, they were full of it on a they lot of stuff. They raised like billions of dollars, but never had a product. Literally billions, yeah. billions. And then they put their machines in places and they were, they knew that there was a, they knew that there was a big variance to the accuracy of what they were sending out. And, you know, basically the thing is, is, you know, in certain, in certain, certain, shapes and forms, whatever you're making or doing can have a big influence. And that was talking about people's health. Yeah. So they might take that test and they're like, Oh my, uh, my, my cholesterol is really low and it's just way off. And they're really like in a terrible position or something like that. So, I mean, but you know, they were committing fraud that was outright deceit. And a lot of it had to do not only with the patient data, but also, you know, there's so much stuff that keeps coming out. Like uh, the girl, the girl that was the founder, she talked and she had this like low raspy voice. Apparently that wasn't really, she was faking that too. Oh geez. Cause she, yeah, she's trying to finish. She wore the same thing every day, like did weird shit just to like, I don't know. She's in anyway. Um, wow. This next one, how about attempting to profit from worldly disasters? <laughs> oh, like a hurricane or a tornado. I mean, you know, like, I don't know if I have an exact example on this. Do you? I don't either. I, I there's, yeah, I don't know. I'm guaranteed there's businesses out there that um, prey on those people somehow. Yeah. yeah. Like think about trying to repair their houses, all yeah. that stuff too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I think I was part, just thinking part the same of thing. our notes is also advertising about portions of the proceeds go to help, which is a it's good true. thing, right? But I'm sure somehow or another that gets mis misused it or they send like 0.0001%. That's go more common them. than not. A lot yeah. of the charities that you donate to, so much of it goes into them continuing to buy ads yeah. and shit like Running that. The charity. Just a whole bunch of other stuff. And next thing you know, 10 cents on the dollar is actually making it to Africa or wherever, you know? Um, you know, talk about it now, this isn't necessarily a branding case, but you know, you talk about disasters, there's like, oh, like basically like a traveling circus of, of home repair people that just oh, yeah. kind of gravitate yeah, yeah. from one tornado, you know, event or hurricane or whatever, you know, they're roofers. 
people that are fixing foundations, doing different kinds of things. Now, I don't know if I can necessarily fault them for that because, you know, think about it. Any given market's got X amount of service providers that can fix that kind of stuff. I mean, they actually mm-hmm. might be doing a good service. And I think this is more related to like, I don't know. Do you watch 30 Rock? No. On 30 Rock, um, God, it's one of the greatest shows ever, but they were uh, they were creating, a, they wanted to be the first to market next time there was a disaster. So in one of the episodes, they were recording like generic um, telethon stuff. So they were ready. Uh, they were like singing songs and leaving a blank in there and just different shit like that. So, um, okay. Number step six, uh, act before thinking. That's just basically anything from responding to your customers to feeding trolls or negative PR. I think this goes a little bit back to the episode we just did about feedback, right? And, yeah. and even when you're dealing with your employees or anybody else, you know, stopping and thinking about, what somebody's telling you before jumping down their throat yeah. or sending back some snarky responses. Or I was they, just thinking about, do you ever like go to look up a business and you see they have some bad reviews on Google oh yeah. and you see like a, a really shitty response. They're kind of like, Oh, it, I, I see your experience with our business was bad, but it's probably your fault. Yeah. And suck it. Like, when sometimes it's true it's like you hated yeah, our dude. hotel but you bastards were up till 4 a.m having a giant party and trash the place so is that expressly forbidden in my hotel booking no it's allowed it's you have a per diem for that i have a hotel destruction per diem yeah. mm-hmm. yes by the way why am i just finding out about this now well i have a problem with that i have a problem with that i feel like your lack of being openness i wanted to test if you would act before thinking and you failed isn't that usually what happens yeah. when you're See, destroying you a hotel room? Think about it first. You wouldn't. You wouldn't destroy a hotel room. I mean, we talked about that in the feedback episode too. Like actually taking a second to like digest what someone had just said to you. I know. I mean, that's kind of important, right? Yeah. Just general thinking about it. I mean, isn't that kind of like? I don't know. I feel like that's common sense. A lot of this is common sense so far, but it's amazing how many people do it. Okay. Ooh, man, this next one, this is like sending negative or subliminal signals. So if, uh, according to our notes, the, your reputation is shaped by so many factors, including the communication you deliver and the people you surround yourself with each day included. Okay. This might be, I can see this as like, you know, your business is represented by the people that work there, obviously, and the things that they do as well. Um, it, you ever work somewhere where the salespeople are full of shit? Or yes. Close to it? Yeah. I mean, all salespeople are usually, but. Well, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really do because I don't think that great salespeople need to be full of shit. You know, great salespeople are good listeners and they try, they're trying to solve a problem for their client. I mean, I feel like. And I feel like that goes a long way. It depends on what you're trying to sell. You know, the things that, um, you know, you look, okay. I mean, who are salespeople that have traditionally bad, uh, car salespeople don't have a great, don't, don't have a great, uh, reputation. I mean, literally the term used car salesperson is like the moniker for a a line full of car salesperson. Now I know a few that aren't, but the reason for that is you don't buy used car all the time. It's not a relationship sale. It's not, you know, you make that sale and you move on and that's it. 
Well, it, so I like we're talking about part of this is uh, the people you surround yourself with and think oh, yeah. about if we think about a company in town that we might know and we start to think about, oh, they, they hired all of these people. All of, when, and when we say all of these people are all those people that we think highly of or think very lowly of. Right. And sometimes people hire a whole bunch of people. You're like, I can't believe they hired all these people. Yeah. And even though the company hasn't done anything right or wrong, it's just the, the people that they've hired and the yeah. people they've surrounded themselves with yeah. is sometimes has like a very negative kind of perception. Well, and that can be, and it doesn't mean that they're necessarily like full of it, but sometimes they're just not bright. A great example of this would be like the Chiefs oh, going God. out and signing up. Oh, yeah, we want Tyree Kill and we want Kareem Hunt and we want this guy and this guy. And they all have all this yeah. baggage and negative sentiment. And all of a sudden, everybody thinks worse of the Chiefs. I feel like the right? Cleveland Browns are leading that charge right now. They've signed all these guys. So sometimes it's like the the, the yeah. company or the brand hasn't anything directly wrong, but the people they're associating themselves with or the companies they're associating themselves with. And, and you know, sometimes, sometimes negative or subliminal signals could be also like social media indicators, like something you like. Yeah. Like liking it or... Um, I got a good example of this. Well, I've even, we've even talked about this just amongst ourselves as we started full scale. Cause we knew that some people were going to get shitty about the fact that all of our employees weren't here in the United States. Sure. So fucking what, you know, like it's a global economy, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, it really is, but yeah. we talked about that and like what to do. And, you know, I think we just basically came to the conclusion of, you know, some people are haters. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? And are those, those people aren't likely to be our customers, our friends, our clients, or our supporters anyway. So yell next and move on. I got a good example of this. So a friend of mine owns owns a car dealership. Yep. That doesn't narrow it down. You have that's good. A hundred. So he donated some money to a governor's campaign Mm -hmm. and the governor was anti-union. Yeah. Well, because the car dealership and you know, the plant that makes the cars is pro-union that caused some problems. Yeah. And people found out about it and that, that hurt his business. It hurt his brand. Yeah. Um, he didn't do anything directly. Right. But it was the fact that he had just supported, you know, not in a public way necessarily, but just the fact that somewhere out there it discloses who invest, you know, who gave money. Um, somebody found out about it and said, Hey, he's, you know, supporting this, this candidate. So where do you kind of politics kind of pulled into it? But it was, you know, it takes restraint, man. A silent message. It takes restraint. Yeah. Like, do you ever just see people talking on social media? And like, I just because I really, you know, I kind of live by this list, man. You don't. You rarely, if ever, see me making. I don't make comments about this stuff. Do you ever yeah. see me making comments about this stuff? And it's so hard not to sometimes. That's why I said it takes restraint. It's so like, hard. And you know what I do, honestly, man. I I unfollow people on social I media all the time. Like I, I unfollow the ones people. that rant about politics. I just oh, have God. To politics, un- politics, religion, stuff like that. And like, I respect other people's views. I just don't want to, I just don't want to be slathered with them. You know, like I'm cool with it. Like you, you believe what you believe. Like I don't have a problem with religion. I'm not a religious guy though, you know? And it's right. like, I'm just really not. I respect the fact that certain people are and I get it, but you know, some of it's too like people like posting memes and stuff. Like, yeah, I just don't want to see a dude like nailed to a cross bleeding. Like I get it. I'm from, I grew up and, and going to church all the time. I've seen it. I don't want to see it all the time though. It's not, not pleasant imagery. 
am I talking about religion and politics? Should yeah. I just totally destroy? Next. Are we going to destroy our brand yeah, during the 10 are. ways to destroy your brand? So no, next- but I think that's okay. Like, and you know, like you said, it takes, it, it, it does, it takes restraint. And I would encourage you to have it because people are going to make a lot of dumb ass comments and you're kind of, you're, you're playing into what they're trying to do They're And, and they're very trolly. Yeah. So well, and some of that too is even with our own personal situation. You know, another thing too that like I, I'll kind of add seven point one in here. You know, we all go through ups and downs, but sitting. Do you ever see people like, oh my god, this depression's overwhelming me, and blah 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 blah, or like, you know, people just making overwhelmingly negative comments all the time. I've got family members that do that on Facebook. Not endearing, and I've unfollowed them. I know, I know, it kills me. It kills me. Okay. You want to take number eight? Yeah. Negative eight. Um, negative eight. Negative eight. Yeah. We're about, going backwards. Yeah. We should have counted backwards. Negative. Let's go, yeah. We'll call this negative eight. So it's about negative attention from an employee. And this is a lot like the Chiefs and the Tyreek Hill thing. Yeah, totally. You know, it's it's an employee is getting a lot of attention. Um, not necessarily something the uh, employer did, right? But because the employee is getting a lot of attention about something they did, then the employer is like, whoa, I don't we can't have this guy in our office or in our locker room. Yeah. And, and, you know, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. I mean, like, I mean, that's kind of going back to, you know, what we were saying. Uh, I mean, I don't know, they kind of all tie together here, but I mean, you know, especially when it's people that are in a leadership position. So a good example of this. Another one was um, that the whole, the me too movement, right? One of the head guys at Disney got hit with that. God, I feel like all Hollywood got hit with yeah. that. Like one of the, that I think it was one of the lead guys at Pixar um, got hit with that. And so Disney and him kind of said, you know what? You're going to step away for a while. Yeah. And he may be back now. It's been, you know, a year or how long it's been. He had took like a sabbatical, stepped away. And like they had to say like, you know, until all this cools off and whatever, you're going away. Why even keep him? So – they probably keep them because those happened. people, yeah, because they're do like a, you know, the crazy thing too is in some of the situations that I read, you read the actual article and it's like, and it's like so and so officially leaves X Y Z, and then you read the article and they're like, after a forty five million dollar severance, I'm yeah. like, wow, you're gonna give me forty five? Who was the more? There was a morning host that recently, and that she made some politically charged comments, or maybe they were racist. No, okay, tip. Don't ever paint blackface. Was that Megan? Yes, Megan Kelly. Yes, Megan Kelly. Wasn't she doing something like that? Or yeah, she said, she I, don't under- a- I don't understand why that's a big deal. Like, it's like really? having a blackface for Halloween. Like, really? Really? It's dumb enough to do it. Like, okay, when in the history of that has that ever worked out well for anyone? And um, then you see pictures of uh, where Hillary Clinton actually did it. Did she? <laughs> yeah, there's pictures of her oh on Halloween God. dressed up that way. I think when? I've seen that before. That? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, seriously, people, come That's on. the thing. Like you, sometimes you say the littlest remark like that and kind of off. Uh, yeah, you just never know. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. It's, uh, you know, and that's once again back into this whole world of social media. You know, we're just obsessed yeah. with like sharing every detail of our lives. And like, and guess what, man? Everybody is walking around with a fucking camera in their phone and a video recorder. Like, you got to be on your best, man. Things go viral and, it, and, it, and it's weird what, things that go viral. And, like, after the episode of Game of Thrones the week before, it, people weren't talking as much about the episode, but they were talking about a what looked to be a Starbucks cup a sitting cup. on the, on the table and everybody was 
was sharing it. I go, I'm sitting oh. here thinking, man, if that like ruined the show for you, like who cares? No, but it's just funny what gets shared. I want to know who the dork that found that was. Like for real. Like, would you have ever picked that up? You know, if one in a million people see it, and there's millions that watch it. So that that was more that was maybe funny. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't really like that didn't really destroy the brand. No. But it's just weird the things that get picked up though. So, okay, so now we're going to, you know, how about this? This isn't, you know, kind of shifting away from like the negative comments and let's talk more about a negative experience. Offering a poor website experience. This is partly why Stackify exists, right? Yeah. Is to help people so true. find when their website is slow, why and how to fix it. Yep. And um, I, we were just interviewing somebody today and he was talking about some website that they had. It took 40 seconds to log in. That's ridiculous. And they had to go spend a whole bunch of money to buy uh, bigger servers and stuff to make it faster. Um, but it dramatically... It was like you went to log in and it was just yeah, like... 40 spinning. seconds. Yeah, 40 seconds. So you can imagine how many customers would get frustrated. That would drive me nuts. And You think it's broken? Yeah. Uh, just, But think about... They say uh, for every you know 100 milliseconds, whatever it is, a website like Amazon sells X percentage more. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know about you, but when I'm in the mood to buy, the faster things load, the more oh, yeah. likely it is I'm going to find what I want and I'm going to buy. I mean, there's literally a whole science dedicated to the user experience. Yeah. I mean, it's a big thing. And, you know, like I, and you, you know, I've talked about it some, but I mean, I'm just a huge believer that, you know, the sites and platforms that onboard people quickly and get, get you to where you yeah. need to be the fastest. And that's tough too. Like, I mean, we look at like, since we're throwing ourselves under the bus often and regularly on the show, like Gigabook, like Gigabook's just got like a, it's fully customizable. It's got a zillion different options. It's very difficult yeah. to onboard someone and, you know, make it like, because one person's it, it, drastically crucial addition is not someone else's. So it's about where do you pick and choose that? And, you know, that's, that's right. You know, another th thing with like a poor website experience is like inadequately describing what you do, like just, you know, listing a whole bunch of features and not the benefits of what it does or, you know, outdated stuff like outdated videos. Um, oh man. You ever see like you go to look at something and it's like you click a video and it's like from like 12 years ago oh, and you're yeah. like, dude, update this or well, remove it. There are so many big companies that you go to their website and you're like, I don't understand it at all what it is you do. Right. Or do you ever like, are you ever interested in someone's product or service and you go to the site and you're like, and they have like, it's not even a site. It's like a Facebook page. Yeah. And you're like, dude, and they're like, I don't need a website. I'm like, yeah, you kind of do. It's like almost 2020. And uh, I mean, do I need, do we have a website? Should we get one? We do. Can always make it better, but we I got know, one. Always yeah. can working on that, working on that. So um, last on our list here. Um, well, this is kind of ties into number nine, taking too long to explain what you do. Yep. I mean, if you can't explain what you do in a, in a sentence or two, too long. You know why that hurts your brand? Because no one wants to listen. You talk about my my friend Kyle. I always say, you know, he was telling me what it is that he does. And like, I didn't understand it and asked me again. I still don't understand it. It's like, well, the next day I can't go refer business to him. Yeah. Because I don't know what it is he does. Yeah. If you can't explain <laughs> it, how how's the word of mouth going to trickle yeah. down? And, you know, you get through that and it's like, I mean, it's like I've had to do that because, you know, people ask me a lot. They're like, well, what do you do? I said, well, I own, I, I own, a, com I own a company that makes it easy for you to build a software team overseas. 
Is that fair? Yeah. So next the next day, if you're and running if, around if you and meet somebody yeah. that might need that, you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I know a guy. We help people build software. Sometimes it really just depends. Like I try to yeah. gauge it, and like, and here's the thing: is trim it down, trim it down a lot. And if people have questions, out and nothing annoys me more than than, than you know, talking to someone about their business and five minutes later, like you said, I'm still sitting there going, what, what do you do? Well, and it's so what important. What do you do? What do you do, Matt? It's so important as a brand that, that people can understand if you're a right fit for them, right? Like if I am looking for a product that is kind of geeky or something, I immediately think of going to thinkgeek.com. Okay. Like that brand speaks to me. I, I understand exactly what they do, who their audience was. Now I could go to Amazon and find something, right. but they have a very specific message. I understand what they do. And I know that I'm their customer in these scenarios, right? And, right. and that's why we uh, talk about, you know, in regards to startups, sometimes it's, you have to pick your niche. Like you're going to focus on this very specific thing and your messaging and everything aligns with that. So people understand if you're, if you're a customer or not a customer, if you would, refer them or whatever, right? Like it's explaining what it is you do. So, so everybody understands very clearly if they're a customer or not. Right. You know, there's a couple things that I, you know, as we kind of close out here that I'd like to add and, um, you know, starting, a, you know, here at the beginning of the year for full scale, I took, I, I took it upon me to try to build our brand here. And some things have gone well and some things have been more popular than others, but like, I think there's a couple of things here too. If you're trying to build your brand rather than destroy it, like do some things that are selfless. Like we do that, like with our sweet and greets, right? Like we just want people like, dude, as you are aware, we spend a lot of money on that. We do. And we treat that as more of like a community event. Like we, it's not like a sales pitch, you know, and we are just trying to get people in our community to get together and, and talk about what they do, have a good time. And you know what, if the result of that is, as they say something good about us or some word of mouth and you know what, it's gone really well. I get, I get a ton of referrals. I get a ton of referrals from people and, you know, like, and, um, it, it also looking back at like what we're doing, sometimes these people show up to the event and they're, you know, I'm sitting there talking to them and, you know, with the sweet and greets, for those of you, you can sign up to come attend one at fullscale.io. But, you know, sometimes people show up and they don't know what we do yet. And that tells me, I'm like, wow, we've got a lot more work to do when it comes to building the brand. Right. Yep. And, you know, they're like, well, you know, they're literally there and we've given them tickets to come see a concert or event or something. They're going, so what do you guys do? And that when I, and that happens less and less. But when I hear that, I think, man, we haven't done a great job of branding. Um, I, and then also like, you know, to build your brand and to have it last, it's just about helping. Like if you help people s solve their problem, you, the, the need to build the brand is, is occurring with that. I mean, you, do you feel that way with Stackify? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like you guys are helping people like not have problems. Like anything, you're trying to make someone's life easier. Yep, absolutely. Or, or further their success or help them build their business, help them save money make money, have less headaches and stuff like that. Yep. So, absolutely. You got anything to say about, about brands or building it? And it doesn't just necessarily have to be about ways you can destroy it. By the way, you're never going to build a brand if you don't get out there and start talking to people about what you do. Absolutely. I, well, wh which one of these is your favorite on the, on the list here? I, I think mine has got to be customer service is, is so important. Um, I think, I think, not, so many I think ways. the things not to talk about like politics, race, or religion, yeah. like, or, and sex and stuff like that. Like, 
I mean, dude, there are literally like people that like, I don't, because of how heated and pointed a lot of their comments are on social media, I don't think I, I mean, I either I've tuned them out and I don't see myself recommending someone else to them. I'm like, Hey, this guy's got a great company, but you know what? He's a real asshole on the side. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to recommend someone? Right. I think that that's a, I think that's a, uh, you know, a bad one. I think also like breaking promises and lying is like, that's clearly like a great way to, to really destroy things in a hurry. Of course, I'm a big fan of the, uh, website performance because it's kind of what Stackify helps with. So, I mean, that's, that's a an, big one. That's an example of, you speed know, speed is always good. I always say the more hurdles you put between your client or customer and the cash register, the yeah. less you're going to sell software and websites that are fast and easy to use are greatly better than those who aren't. You know, so, I had a, I, I had a user point this out. The, uh, um, something had gone wrong with the startup hustle website. Ah, I, yeah. had, I had the contact page in there and they did some, they changed something and I had to go back and reinsert it and then it lit up, mm. but it embarrasses me Yeah, when someone literally sends me a Facebook message and guy, I forgot what your name was, but thank you. And yeah. I it went down one day too. I don't know if that was the same time, but the podcast website. Yeah. This was like a couple weeks ago. Mm. Went down for an hour or something. God, we should whoever we uh, host it for us should recommend Stackify for them. Yeah. Well, man, I'll tell you what, I've been working all day on building our brand. I've been actually working on trying to find us the next round of, of, uh, uh, informative and uh, entertaining guests and also getting people to come to a couple events that we are hosting tonight and this week. So I'm going to get back to building the brand. All right. Take care. See you, man. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.